0: We had a CNJ show.
1: Is it just me, or was the wrestling we saw tonight better than the wrestling we saw on Monday? <laughs> so,
0: for the fans to know, me and Jay have been pretty, pretty calm. I, I would say with most of the episodes in terms of you know our our our, our anger. Um, I just want to say ahead of time, just so everyone knows, this is not going to be one of those episodes. We're probably—I don't know about you, but I'm pretty pissed off about. um, I would say collectively, eh, about about two hours worth, because I I I really can't hate AEW that much, but I yeah maybe but maybe two hours and two and a half hours. I'd say I'm pissed off with tonight, but
1: that is a pretty. Accurate statement from you And it pretty much describes how I feel too uh, Welcome to the c show everybody Like C said uh, Yeah, uh, this will not be for the week at heart uh, One of the episodes that C and I will Basically not be sugarcoating anything We're going to lay it all out for you yeah, and Parental advisory label <clears throat> Pretty much And if you don't like it it's okay. You don't have to listen, but we don't like a lot of things, so it's time to talk about it. Um, well, Isn't real,
0: it real quick? Um. Well, actually, well, one thing, two public service announcements. One, I'm drinking a watermelon white claw in honor of my co-host. Ah,
1: there um, you go. How do you how do you like that?
0: It's all right. It's not my favorite, but I mean, I it's it's not yeah. bad. It's not bad. Um
1: yeah. it goes
0: down smooth. I'll say that. But um. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, breaking news: uh, Renee Young has tested positive for COVID. Oh shit! So, um, I know this will be brought into the later conversation with AEW, but she has been tested positive for COVID. So that's an wow. interesting situation for right now.
1: Um, I'm wondering if she was the person that they I'm were talking about pretty with posi- Moxley.
0: Yeah, probably, and she wasn't. Uh, they couldn't mention her, obviously. Um, right. So we'll get to that later um let's get to the shit show um unless you want to say anything before we start
1: um well i you know you said two and a half hours i say that start with a two and then we can finish with the good at least the better i I shouldn't say good the better (laughs) and uh new
0: format i I think we should do is just Mm, not even waste our time on Discussing the shitty matches and just to say that they happened, <laughs> Cause that's... Um. Yeah. Well, did they? <laughs> okay. did, did they actually happen? <laughs> um. So I, before before even starting NXT, I I think um, my opinion of NXT is, and this is just after watching tonight's show, just a, a overview of the whole thing. Does it not seem like WWE kind of just threw the fucking Tollin? Because, or, and, and, I'm, and I'm watching the show and I'm thinking about it. And, and it crossed my mind. It's like, When was the last good NXT show? And, and this is coming from somebody who's a very big NXT fan. And I'm thinking to myself, seriously though, when was the last good NXT show?
1: Uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> the one after TakeOver. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. But but, but besides that, yeah, I don't know. It's been, it, <laughs> it's, it's been, a, it's been
0: it's about 80% bad. And I, 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 as I'm watching this show, it's making me more and more think it's similar to Raw and SmackDown. And it, it's pissing me off. And I told you through a text message, they're wasting so much time on promos and so much time on matches that we don't even give a fuck about seeing like I mean God I, I mean the entire undisputed era outside of Roddy didn't have a match night obviously Candice LeRae didn't have a match Mia Yim didn't have a match people that we ra- was up
1: that- Rod- Roddy had a match oh yeah <laughs> yeah well, exactly uh, uh, <laughs> but, but exactly you guys see
0: a pattern here <laughs> but that's my point they they're 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 not having the people that should be on television, and there's no disrespect to uh, this women's match later on, but it's just stupid shit. So let's just get the ball rolling here, I
1: guess. Um, first match, yeah. first match is well, Grimes, then, Grimes and Priest. <laughs> yeah, they they start with a stupid angle in the back where you know the priest is down. You know they, we've seen that a hundred times. It's so stupid. Why why? Why? I mean, I, I get it's set up, but whatever, and maybe they did it so, you know, it it, it hid the fact that Grimes could beat him. Or, but it, it was stupid. You know, he comes out and you know, Grimes comes out, whatever, Priest is in street clothes and he has his ribs all taped up, even though he said his back hurt. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And the thing that pissed me off the most on this, and I told you this in the text message, but... He hit the South of Heaven chokeslam, right? It's his signature move. It's his, it was his finisher in Reign of Honor for years, okay? They've even said South of Heaven when he's hit it before. He hits it tonight, and Morrow says, Oh, it's a choke slam, and you sit down. What the fuck? <laughs> what in the actual fuck? And okay, I am gonna go off on Morrow in a little bit, but uh, th- this, this really pissed me off. I didn't even care that Grimes beat him because it's storyline set up and the way they did it. Whatever, that's fine. Uh, it's it's <laughs> this is the theme of of both shows, I think, in a sense tonight in uh, mostly NXT, but um. It seems like the, what they're trying to accomplish, I'm okay with. It's how they're going about it that confuses the fuck out of me, pisses the fuck out of me. I just don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. So, yeah, Grimes with the cave in one, two, three, whatever.
0: Um, You know, real quick about this match too. I don't know about you, but I don't like Priest feuding with Grimes. I, I and and I don't mean it now. I mean it in the sense of he's coming off a really good match against a top guy in Finn at, at Takeover, and now he's kind of in this match with another up and comer, and he's you know Grimes is kind of getting the best of him here and there. And I, I just don't like it. I, I I think it's I think it's a step back for Priest. You know, I think Priest needed to go forward, and I feel like he's taking a step back.
1: Well. <sighs> See here's the thing I would agree with you in a sense but I see what they're doing with Grimes really pushing him to be um, He's a weasel. Not pushing him he's a weasel. To, yeah, they're, they're 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 not pushing him to be in any title pictures they're not they're not pict- they're not pushing him to challenge for any belts he's just kind of there but they're using him in a way, to to build other people. And you're going to be like, Jay, what the fuck are you talking about? He beat uh, Priest tonight. Well, yeah, but I, again, like I said, it's the way he did it. It's the extra added BS that nobody cares about. The the outside of the rain storytelling, which sometimes is good, but in this particular situation, it's not needed, but they do it anyway. And I say it's not needed because I agree with you that Priest and Grimes should not be necessarily wrestling. But the thing is, how they're doing it with Grimes, they did the same thing uh, with Balor that they're doing with Grimes. He gets the win, it's a shocking upset, blah, 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 whatever. The only difference is they didn't have any type of extra added BS with him beating up Balor in the back to get the thing. Granted, I think maybe it was... No, no, they didn't do anything with that, did they? Cuz it was it was like 2 weeks before that where it was Priest was the one. Oh no, no, you're right, they did cuz Priest Priest was the one that cost Finn the match against Grimes, wasn't he?
0: I believe I don't remember. Yeah, I don't recall, but you you're probably you're yeah, probably right I'm on
1: that one. I think I'm onto something here. If I'm not, I apologize. I'm just fucking pissed. <laughs> but I know, I I agree with you though. I I think that that Priest should be going in a different direction, I think. But once this feud with Grimes is over with, which I hope they don't drag it out till takeover, but, you know, even if there is a takeover at this point, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I, I hope it ends soon, and I hope that Priest can move on. And whoever um, has the North American title, maybe Priest can be the next guy to, to win that. But, um, yeah, I, I just, uh, this show started, I'm just like, what am I watching here? I just fucking hated it. Um, anything else before we move on to the next? No, no. Yeah, go. Yeah, definitely. All right. So then in the back, we see Rhea being interviewed while she's walking up and then Robert Stone shows up. He's still a mess, but not as bad. He says Aaliyah officially signed with his brand, and then she basically throws him in a dumpster. Aaliyah shows up, slaps Rhea, and then Rhea's like, okay, we're going to have a match now, blah, blah, blah. I fucking hated that, too. And let me tell you why, and then I want to hear what you think, think of it. So, they're trying to build Aaliyah, right, up, up to something. Like, she, she was a jobber. And then she was a heel with uh, Vanessa Bourne, who I don't know what the fuck ever happened to her. She might be injured. She might be stuck somewhere because of COVID. Who knows? But she hasn't been even mentioned in months. Um, trying to build something new with her, trying to build her up. Like nobody really knows much about Aaliyah, just that she's there, right? And she got her nose broke by uh, whatever the Chinese lady was. What's her name? Uh, Ozai Lee or whatever? Ozai yeah. She got her nose broken by, by... It was Lee, right? That broke her nose? Yeah. I think so, Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. Anyway, we don't really know her. But they're setting her up to be this cowardly heel. Like, she comes up, she has liquid courage by slapping Rhea, but then she totally cowered. You know, and then later on when we get to the match, she did the same thing. And it's just like... What the fuck? It's, again, it's another thing where, like, I okay, they're doing something with Rayo, you know, this thing. They got to build up the story. I get it, but there's a way to do it without having to do the way they did. Now later on, you know, we see what the setup was, and I I, I liked it, but how they got there, I fucking hated it. What do you think?
0: Yeah, like I like I told you in text, I think this is just them. Dig in the fucking barrel to find something for Ray to do at this point. You know, I, they obviously want to keep her out of the women's championship, which is confusing to me because I'm like, OK, well, who's really who, who's EO going to fight then?
1: And then, well, we we find that out later. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, then, then I'm thinking, well, where the hell's Chelsea Green with all this shit going on? Because she's, you know, like what the fuck's really honestly, though, why isn't she the one be doing this? It's at a point right now. I'm like, Rhea's being wasted right now on NXT. Like, she needs to just go to SmackDown or Raw. Actually, Raw right now would be perfect because I don't know if you heard, Charlotte Flair's out till 2021. That long? She's taking off the rest of the year.
1: Wow, I didn't hear that. I thought no, she's hoping that she'd be back for SummerSlam.
0: No, she is. There is no intentions of her being at SummerSlam. Wow. There's about a 95% chance she will not be at SummerSlam. She requests the rest of the year off, which she deserves. She works all the she's the workhorse, workhorse of, of the women's division, and for the company for the most part. Um, so she she's requested the rest of the year off. So, you know, and on top of it, I don't know, I don't know if you heard these reports either. I know we're kind of going off, off the edge here a little bit, but SummerSlam as of okay. right now is uh, Bailey and Sasha, and it's also it's either going to be Drew and Randy Orton, and if it's Drew and Randy Orton, it'll be Brock and Lashley, and then if it's not, it'll be Brock and Drew. Brock and Drew right now is the one that's penciled in, mm. so that's currently what Summerslam is. That sucks, but um, yeah,
1: we'll, we'll we'll talk about that another show. I don't care. Yeah, I, we'll, I, we'll like, get into I'm that. T- but um, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned it and told me, but I don't want to. Uh, there's enough bad to talk exactly, about here
0: but, um, for tonight. Yeah, they're just wasting Rhea. I, I think she'd be golden right now on, on, on one of the main rosters due to the fact that the main roster is kind of suffering from, you know, not having other people other than the fucking four horsewomen, you know, or, you know, of, of the WWE. So with that being said, yeah, I, I agree with you. It was It was a stupid segment, but.
1: Yeah uh then they did it uh thatcher catches ken wrestling thing again. It's a it really seems like it's like a repeat
0: wasn't it basically
1: yeah, yeah i think it was something new but it, it definitely seems like it's just to showcase him and it's not some type of faction for him so um when they did this the Santos Escobar deal okay so this pissed me off uh and this is why i am not uh, a fan of, well, no, there's lots of other reasons why I'm not a fan of Morrow, Beth, and this is, I don't know if it's their fault as much as it's, it's, uh, I mean, ever call it was to only say this once, but, uh, Escobar comes out with, uh, Wilde and, uh, uh the other guy, Mendoza. Mendoza, yeah, grand? Mendoza. And, and he's, he's gonna wrestle Jake Atlas. Okay. Uh, Beth mentions that they have a name for this group. She mentions it once. Okay. And I think maybe they had it on this Titan Tron, whatever. I couldn't really read it. But what I had to do, and I wrote this down, note. (laughs) I had to to look up the name because they said it once. And that was it throughout the entire fucking match. And I didn't catch it at first. L. Leg. Godo Del Fantasma, Okay? Okay. Uh, ELDF for short, maybe? I don't fucking know. Anyway, um, you say it once. Again, the same problem I had with Aaliyah trying to build her up doing the Cowardly Heel thing. Different, but at the same time, brand new faction. Yeah, okay, you want to focus it in rain, you know, promos, whatever. That's great. But it's a brand new faction they have a name. Showcase it. Tell the fans who the fuck these people are. Let us know like give us a reason to give a fuck is what I'm saying. I'm like you tonight with the f bombs Jesus Christ anyway <laughs> um you know it... <laughs> even wrote good job trying to get a new faction over n x t but, uh, yeah, he wins with the Phantom Driver 1, 2, 3, predictable, whatever. It was fine, but it's just fucking tell us shit, you know? Just Don't just throw it out there for the sake of throwing it out there. And I get the story's not Atlas and, and uh, Escobar. It's fucking Drake, but at the same time, it's still a new faction. Like, you know, Seth, Buddy, and Buddy, there I go again. Seth Murphy In Theory, they don't have a fucking name, but whatever. But other people, you know, other factions in the company do, or or other, you know, AEW all the time. They're dropping faction names. NXT, you know, undisputed. Era, everybody knows that. Like the, the first time they formed, UE like, UE UE all the fucking time. These guys, it's the first night. They say it once. What the fuck? What do you think?
0: Yeah, that was I, once. It's called lazy booking. Is what it is. It's just lazy, lazy booking, and it keeps getting entertaining to me that they keep doing this because you you think that they aren't concerned about AEW, but you you learn later on with what next week's event is called that they are cons- <laughs> that they are concerned about AEW, but it doesn't make any sense because of how the booking is. But that's besides the point. This match I thought was didn't make any sense either. You know, Escobar destroys Maverick last week. I would have rather saw him come out, do a promo talking about how he destroyed Drake uh, Maverick. Atlas comes out to try to defend his friend. They set up a match for the following week. This to me doesn't build up anything. Jake was trying to defend his friend. They just book a match, like whatever, and, and that's it. Like you are trying to, you are essentially building a, a six man tag at some point that will eventually go into Drake against Escobar. That's what this is leading to. So I, I don't understand. I mean, this is going to be about a two-month nah, – no, maybe not two months. A good month feud. Probably the takeover is when we'll finally see Maverick and Escobar, is my guessing. So, I, you know, it's like, what are you doing here? I Just, once again, lazy booking. If a 35-year-old guy who's been watching wrestling for, you know, 30 years can sit on my fat ass and come up with better booking than – The people that are making over a hundred grand a year in the WWE—that's a fucking problem. (laughs) But continue.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, So basically, um, I want to say you stole my thunder, but you basically said the same thing I said in regards to them um, versus Atlas, and and I agree with you too. It's it's shitty, it's shitty booking, it's it's lazy booking. It's you know, they it would have been it would have made more sense to give again, give us a, a reason to give a fuck, yeah you know there's matches for the sake of matches whatever um yeah, so it gets a little better here, <laughs> which uh we have the undisputed Era therapy again, uh which I thought was hilarious, I thought roddy um you know getting the whole uh the facials and like, yes, I can do it, I can do it, and then he realizes that. You know, the therapist is o- O'Reilly. He goes Kyle. It is all their interaction. I think is just comedy gold, and it, it, uh, by far the best thing on the show uh, so far was this entire segment. And then you know he he uh, he conquers his fear of the trunk, and now he was going to wrestle Loomis later on. Uh, what did you think of it?
0: It was fine. I, I kind of didn't really like that It was a repeat basically, but. I felt they could have maybe came up with a better or, or a different segment but it's fine you know Kyle breaks out of character and it's just good to see him involved you know a little more this was definitely taped or well, this ep- actually I wanted I wanted to tell you too this episode of NXT was taped for sure because um I follow Bobby Fish on uh, on Instagram and he did a full a full sleeve tattoo ah. and he showed it off today on Instagram and so this episode has been taped probably since last week, is my guess.
1: Yeah, because I, I think they said they were to, they were going to yeah. tape, like, the next two. Right yeah, I think they were taping like the next that. two. Oh, well, this one.
0: So, um... Well,
1: yeah. At least... I, next week's not taped, though. I don't think so.
0: Well, who fucking knows, actually. But, um... Yeah, so I just wanted to bring that attention. But, yeah, it, it, it was fine. It was fine.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, and, and Deshera and, and... Yeah, I don't even have anything little... to
0: say about them, but... <laughs>
1: Yeah, neither do I. It really didn't make much sense at all, and I'm not a fan of them at all. Um, And then they start doing a recap of uh, the main event, which (laughs) I'm like, okay. I know you have something huge to say about this, but I was just like, all right. Why are you doing this? But that's really all I have to say. I'll let you. I'll let you go. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I, I'll save it for later because it, it's a build-up oh, for okay. the main event. But yeah,
1: just yeah, okay. Uh, there's there's the first part, and then we got a Cross and Scarlet promo. You know, fallen prey. Yep. Uh, and now we got Casey and Caden against Raquel and Dakota. Uh, yeah, I hate Morrow. I really hate Morrow. Uh, he called. Casey and Kane in the Casey Express, because we, you know, can never have enough expresses. And he called Raquel Big Mommy Cool. Okay, this is full full disclosure. If you like Maro Ronaldo, stop listening now. <laughs> I fucking hate this guy. Okay, I I'm I I have never cared for any of his work in this company. Since day one, I, I can't stand his wanna-be over-the-top Joey Styles BS. Okay, Joey Styles is a fucking great announcer in this business. Joey Styles earned his fucking pay in this business. He wasn't just being fed lines and trying to act cool like this piece of shit is. Okay. On top of it, he's got his personal shit, which I'm not going to touch because everybody's got personal shit. But when you already don't like somebody and then you hear that on top of it, it's like fuel to the fire. But again, I'm not touching that. I'm just talking about his perfect pro- professional work in this company. People love this guy. I don't see it. I don't see it. All he is to me is a wannabe fucking Joey Styles. Comes up with these stupid one-liners, whether they're fed to him or not. He sounds fucking retarded. I don't want to say that word because I love everybody. But... I, ugh, I just fucking hate this guy. And he comes up with these fucking things, and he said the same shit tonight. Kai wins with a submission. Casey taps. Whatever. Morrow um, basically ruins a lot of shit for me with NXT. I, I like... And I have liked this company for a long time. I watched... Or, you know, the show, this brand, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But... There are certain things, the mama Mia shit, all of it. I just... I fucking hate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess Kai on the gets on the mic and is going to challenge EO, and you know we're going to have something up. And what the fuck did I write here? Uh, seems like something, something fucked up. But I, I, can't rate it. I don't give a fuck.
0: What'd you think? <laughs> yeah, you know, my issue with um, well, real quick with the EO thing. If she's gonna get into a feud here with Dakota, which I'm assuming will end up at, at Takeover eventually, I don't like it because I, I I think that the WrestleMania Takeover and the SummerSlam Takeover need to be taken seriously, and uh, I feel like they could have did a Rhea and EO at this one instead of Rio and EO at you know instead of Rhea being involved in in, in your house match, I think they could have did Rio. Aria and EO at this one instead and then save Dakota for, you know, the next, it just, I think it was kind of like, no one really wants to see that in my opinion. It's different. Sure. But I just, eh, Um, as far as the moral thing goes, I don't hate him, but I I will, I, I will say he is excessively over the top way too much. And he takes up, he takes attention from the match sometimes because of his voice. And he just, it, it's like, it's like overkill. And I agree to Mama Mia's and the, uh, you know, every goddamn crazy move he could think of. He's like, oh, you know, he's like, oh, you just going nuts. Like, I, you know, like, listen, you don't have to do that. Like, and once again, I'm not going to tote AEW, but if you go to AEW and you listen to Jim Ross, who is widely recognized as the greatest announcer of all time, personally, Bobby Heenan, Bobby Heenan's my guy of all, all time. But that's debatable in terms of you know the, the most popular and the best of all time. Whatever. Once again, same with best match of all time. Everybody has their own opinion. But um, mm-hmm. even Tony Schiavone, you don't need to go full scale all the fucking time, and that's the problem. Maro, he's he's on a ten all the time, and it takes away from the matches. He doesn't. I think Randy Orton said it best about NXT guys. And he should, it's actually about the NXT announcers too. Randy said they do so much shit in one match that there's no build up for it, and that's the difference between you know the main roster, which I don't buy anyway. But regardless of that, because most of the main roster matches suck. But um, but I, I get where he's coming from. That's the same in Morrow. There's no build up for his excitement. It just constantly. Even in a shitty match, he's excited, and it, it's asinine.
1: But yes. <laughs> so you calm me down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, enough of that crap. Yeah. Uh, what, what? Before they went to cross and read, what happened after Kai got on the mic and challenged you?
0: I don't remember.
1: Oh, I remember now. Okay, because I'm trying to remember uh, recognize what I wrote here. Seems like they recognize that they fucked up last week with the ending of the show with Sasha and Bailey with EO beating her up because Rhea, you know, mentioned her that he she respected her there before Stone showed up, and now Kai is challenging her. So I'm like, okay, you know, they're they're at least mentioning, oh, EO thinks she's the best. Oh, no, she's not, because you know, blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah. At least they addressed it. Um, but whatever, uh, it doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> cross and read, uh, fallen prey. Uh, I know you want to talk about this cause you really enjoyed it. I do have some issues with it, but not with cross or Scarlet. I think they both did a great job. Um, cross wins with a submission. Um, so, what the hell did I say? I can't read that. All right. Uh, you, you, while I think of that, you, give us your thoughts.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it was basically what I thought it was going to be for the most part. I'm surprised they let Reed have a little offense. But the offense he did have, the thing I liked about this was it didn't really phase cross. When he thought it did at first, he just kind of turned his head and smiled or laughed or, you know, uh, especially with the – um Back suplex, you know, redid, you know, cross, you know, it looked like Cross maybe was down. He kind of stands up and like smiling, like, you know, like just got that sadistic attitude to him. And it's definitely as I've said in the last four or five shows, it's definitely that Brock Lesnar mentality, like, fucking bring it. You know, and you know, the only thing I didn't really like was that he did give more offense in the Champa, which I didn't necessarily like. But, you know, Cross once again destroyed a big fucking guy who gave him a lot and Cross still looked at the guy like, eh, what was that? Did, did a fucking, you know, uh, ant crawl on my arm? Like, you know, that's what it basically was. I thought it was Once again, Cross is money. He's gold. He's their next Brock Lesnar. I know who their next John Cena is after tonight's show, and they need to I we'll talk about that later. But they – they, yeah, it was, it was good. I, I liked it.
1: So – I had two major issues with it. One, you already touched on it, the uh, the fact that Reed got way too much offense and now for the most part cross no-sold it with the looks. He did. And it was good. You know, that, that was good. I I was fine with that cuz he should no-sell it. But there were a lot of times where it he, he didn't no-sell it at first. And then the second time he did. So that was like, okay, if you're going to no-sell something, just no-sell all of it. Whoever told them, you know, how, whoever put the match together, whatever. It, it should have just been, you know, no-sell, beat up, no-sell, beat up, you know, whatever. You want to have the guy, you know, do some offense to him? That's fine. But fucking no-sell it. You know, if he's supposed to be this monster, which he is, no-sell it. That's all. The second problem I had... I don't know if you caught this or not, but it was during one of the um, offensive maneuvers, I believe, that Reed was putting on him. That camera angle cut to Scarlet, and I'm just like, okay, either that or Cross is going to do an offensive One of the two. Regardless, it cut to Scarlet. It cut away from the action, and I fucking hate that shit. It's like. And especially if this was a tape show, what the fuck? You know, like there's no excuse for It could that. have been a bot. Th- see... th-
0: that's probably th- That could have been the reason they you did know, it.
1: Maybe, but still fucking aggravating. Um, now there is something I did text you about, uh, that I did want to bring up to you and our show here, but I'm going to wait till we are done with AEW because it does involve, uh, cross, okay, K- whatever the hell you want to call him, just cross. The cross is fine, and it involves someone from AEW. So once we're done, remind me to bring that up to you again, okay?
0: <laughs> Real quick, is it about an
1: Instagram post? It is not. Okay, okay. Not that I, not that I'm aware of, at least. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, backstage, they do the little interview with Adam Cole, baby. It was fine. They do the Mercedes Martinez promo, which again, you know, I am wish she would have stayed with AEW, but, you know. Now we get to Rhea and Aaliyah. So, again, I don't like that she is uh, doing this cowardly heel thing. You know, she hasn't really done anything yet, so whatever. Uh, and not only that, uh, Rhea wins with the Riptide, but before she does that, they have Stone get involved, throw her shoe in the ring, do a little chase around thing, and Aaliyah's trying to take advantage of it, and she can't, and then Rhea wins. I'm like, what the f- point? What, what, what the fuck was the point of that? You know, very little uh, I have liked on the show so far up to this point, but it, it just, it made no sense. Like, granted, we find out later, you know, actually after the next You're fine, you can,
0: you, you can yeah, mention it
1: um yeah so we'll just yeah we'll skip over that just to get to that so we're not uh, don't sound like <laughs> we're uh robots here so yeah later on robert stone and Aaliyah are in the back in a tab with regal and uh basically he wants a rematch for Aaliyah, and uh regal makes it stone and Aaliyah versus Rhea, and then stone's like well she loses then you know, she has to uh, join my brand. He goes, I don't know. And then she shows up and just pats him on the shoulder and says, yeah, I'll do that. So, I, And I guess later on they made it a strap match. First strap match in the history of NXT, whatever. So we have a handicap strap match. No, no.
0: That's not and... the, the strap match.
1: No? No, the strap match that's is later on. Match. Oh. Eh, oh, well. Never mind then. <laughs> See? How pissed I am? I forget everything. Anyway, uh, what do you think of that whole fucking thing?
0: I honestly don't even care about the match. It's fine. Um, I think this is leading to Rhea being forced to join Stone somehow. Um, it'll be good to see him back in the ring for a minute. Um, I don't anticipate him really being involved that much, but I do see them winning. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how, but I think this is the beginning of a possible heel turn for Rhea, which I think she could definitely use. It's, you know, now, um, I think she's kind of been overdue for it a little bit, but, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate the idea of it. I just hope they go somewhere good with it. And I, and I, like I said, it makes me think maybe they didn't have faith in Chelsea Green, which is why Rhea is, is the one they're, they're kind of bringing into this. I could be, I could be wrong on that part. I know Chelsea was talked about going to the main roster. Same with Daddy We haven't seen either of them. So, who knows um but yeah
1: yeah anyway the Dexter Lumis Roddy strong thing I don't even really this is this this is the strap match next week oh they made it uh yeah oh they did Yep,
0: they made the rematch for a strap match next week
1: oh oh well I thought it was this one anyway it shows how much uh Attention, I pay when I'm pissed. Um, Yeah, this, I I don't... Like I said, Roddy conquers fear of the trunk, but not Loomis. Uh, There's two things I I noticed on this that I only want to bring up. Loomis wins by count-out, whatever. Roddy disappears. If we did not see Velveteen Dream in this segment, I was thinking maybe he would be in some serious trouble. We didn't see him yet. (laughs) So it makes me wonder. However... The show was taped, so I don't know. What do you think of that entire thing? <laughs>
0: I think he's fucked. Um, you can't tell me that you're going to have NXT an NXT show without some mention of one of your top three guys on the show. Top three or four guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. outside of Cole, Cross, Lee... And I mean, and I'm a Beller fan, but I mean, Dreams more big on on NXT right now. So I, that to me is a sign of trouble. And there really wasn't any mention of him about anything in terms of last week with the, uh, you know, the picture of the tag team thing. I don't, yeah. I don't like it. I think Dreams in trouble right now with all, all the accusations. I think they're going to go Loomis here by himself against you know probably guessing I'm, a, I'm thinking loomis will probably just have to go through each undisputed era member one by one maybe to give him something to do and then eventually get the coal coal still with the company i'm just guessing but um i don't like it i don't like it for loomis i think he's now kind of stuck in the jam um yeah it sucks uh yeah i, I don't i don't even know i mean we'll see next week if dreams out there next week or we should find out regardless in the next couple of days anyway through through you know dirt sheets. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, if he's not there next week for sure, I, I would say something's wrong.
1: Yeah. Uh, so they ran down. Speaking of next week, what their counter to fighter Fest is going to be? Oh God, this is number one contender Fatal Four Way for the NXT Women's Title with uh, Candy, Mia. Dakota and Tegan, the feud that will never die. <laughs> and then uh, they mentioned Stone and Aaliyah against Rhea. And I thought I could have sworn they said it was a strap match, but they they said it's going to be Roddy and uh, and Loomis in a strap match.
0: Yeah, Roddy and Roddy and Loomis in a strap match.
1: Hmm. See, I I didn't write that down, and I didn't think of it, and I've already deleted it, so I don't care. <laughs> I believe you. Um. I did write something down here that I do want to discuss again as well, but it'll be after because it kind of ties into the AEW stuff too. Uh, just remind me to come back to uh, too many something. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> or, or, or yeah, just just remind me. Uh, main event time. Uh, oh wait, let me let me make a quick point here.
0: Um, World Wrestling Entertainment. You're not fooling anyone, and you're proving how lazy of a fucking company you are when you announce
1: less than. Oh, I'm. I'm, I'm What's up? I'm. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. I'm, I'm not even going to talk about the match yet. I'm just reading. Okay, 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 Because that, because that happened right. You know, before the match. Yeah, you're right. That's fine. So, okay. uh, all right. So basically, uh what did I write here? Oh, wait, they had a commercial... Oh, no, 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 no. You're right, you're right, you're right. This this happened after the match started, though. Because uh, they had a commercial break with 20 minutes left. And then another one with 12 minutes to uh, to go. I'm like, what the hell? And We'll talk about that, too. But you're right. I think I just wrote seriously in all caps. Uh, they they aren't fooling anybody. And, and I, you mentioned something earlier in regards to this. Um, it's... I don't think it's necessarily that they're doing it because they see AEW as a threat. I think they are doing it to piss off AEW because technically what they're doing is they're calling the NXT episode next week the Great American Bash and they're using Cody's father's creation, which basically he created the Great American Bash. They saw. They used his picture in the promo to promote it. If I'm Cody, I'm not going to be pissed at it. But if I'm WWE, I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, all I can can think of in my mind to think of why logically they're doing it is to try to piss Cody off. Well, on. Cody and Hager's
0: next week also.
1: Well, yeah, to combat it too. True, true, true. Uh we did get a picture of the Velveteen Dream in this promo, though, too. So, he actually got more mention than Sammy Guevara did. Hallelujah! We'll get to that. Uh, go on, though. Say what you're going to say. It's just... you. Can,
0: <laughs> I don't understand how they think... Okay, you've known now... How many weeks have we known now that Fighter Fest since... Really, since double... Well... Maybe a week after Double or Nothing, I'd say that we knew it was going to be a two-part. You know, one the eighth and the, the first and the eighth. So you wait a week, less than a week,
1: till the show airs to call it the Great American Bash. You've done this, I believe. I believe they waited until the final commercial break of the show before it. Yeah, so it. less
0: <laughs> yeah. while you've done this before where you've advertised Clash of the Champions, you know, a month or two in advance. Like you've done shit like this before with advertising. You advertise this as if this is something important, as if wrestling fans are not going to watch AEW. Now I'll tell you a little, uh, a little subtle fucking concern. I think they're maybe they're thrown out here is too, is, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you know what, we'll do Great American Bash because Dusty, blah, blah, blah. you think it has anything to do maybe with a little concern about the Four Horsemen kind of looming in, 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 in AEW? Because I do. Mm. Personally. Yeah, it could be. I, I do. Could be. I and I, could I think be. maybe something leaked that Cody and Hager was going to be on night one, and they were like, oh, okay, well, we got to figure something out for night one because we already, you know, got this dumbass fucking champion versus champion match on, uh, on the 8th. Um. Mm-hmm. once again lazy booking no one's going to give a fuck about this it'll have less ratings than Fighter Fest for fucking sure and that's all that matters and I don't care <laughs> so let's go to the main event which is another <laughs> shit
1: show so I noticed this with five minutes to go in the show I saw a pin attempt now I didn't care to go back maybe I should have but whatever was that the first pin attempt in this entire fucking match I don't recall but I know there wasn't a lot it may have been it may not have been but what the fuck I mean the match is fine but with you're having a, a, a three way it's your main event you wait till five minutes to go To do the first pin attempt. I'm just like. Okay. I mean if it's a one on one. Maybe I could see them getting away with that. Because it's something different. But a three way. That's just. Again lazy fucking booking I think. But. um, As this match was going on. I couldn't help but think to myself. Why is this not on next week's show instead. Because. In all honesty. They didn't need to wait you know, a week, especially if they know they're going up against Fighter Fest, put this match on the first week, put the championship match on the second week. If that's what you were going to do anyway, why not? You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. Based off of what they released for that card already for next week, this should have been on there for sure. Uh, I'll ask you that in a minute, but... um. Lee wins. Uh, Finn takes the pin. One, two, three. Does his little finisher. Um, Cole and Lee have their little face-off to end the show. And that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think of everything I said there? So,
0: as, as I kind of alluded to earlier, they wasted, I would say, a good, probably a good five minutes, I'd say, throughout the show. And they wasted that fucking match that women's tag match, when they could have gave these guys, you know, a longer match. Here's the thing. When you you see NXT big matches in NXT that you know are going to be big matches, you expect a lot. And 90% of the time, they deliver. I think to myself, okay, you guys gave Bryan and Styles 40 minutes on a two-hour show. You gave Lee Gargano and Beller, who could could tear the fucking house down if you let them in a triple threat you give them probably less than 20 minutes I don't like it especially for a match that has so much um, momentum and so much um, on the line I think this was a very bad call how they did this match it should have been longer it should have been longer it, it should have been more aggressive. As I, I sent you a text message, it felt like there was a lot of standing around. It wasn't as fast paced. It felt like a it felt like a SmackDown main event. It didn't feel like a typical NXT main event. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the finish. I thought it was lazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it really made Keith Lee look great. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, we didn't expect him really to lose because doesn't make a whole lot of sense for him to lose. Um I wanted him to, but I knew it wasn't going to happen. The only thing I got out of this match, and I brought it up earlier, is he is their Keith Lee. I'm sorry. He is their John Cena.
1: <laughs> well, I should hope he's their Keith Lee. I
0: I, I know he's he's Mia Yim's Keith Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need to push him as the face of the company. Yeah. I really do. I think he has enough... Um, character uh what he does in the ring he's a natural face i think fans will get behind him for a lot of reasons um i think it's a smart move i think they need to get him on the main roster i think him and cross need to go on the main roster soon on separate shows yeah i think you need to put keith lee on smackdown where he's going to get that fox audience you need to put Cross on Raw, where he's going to get the more of the cable audience and be able to do maybe a little bit more, you know, explicit, edgy. yeah, edgy, explicit shit. Um, and I think you're going to be gold. I think you need to do those two guys and then, you know, down the line, have them meet, you know, when, when the time comes. But I think they need to push, they, they need to give Cross, sorry, they need to give Lee that next, that, that, that scene of momentum. And I think you know, you're going to laugh at me here, but I think you need to get him in the ring a clean win, a clean win against a Cena or against a Roman. I think it needs to happen. And yeah. I think that's what's going to do it. But that's all I really got out of this match is that Lee is their future face of this company. At least if I was booking, but
1: what do you think of what I said about it should have been on next week's show instead?
0: <sighs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I think their logic was they assumed that the championship match was going to be on the 8th, which it was. So I think they were just kind of rolling the dice with what matches were going to be on the 1st. I think maybe they said... I could be wrong on this, but I think maybe they felt maybe the tag team championship would be the main event, which it is the main event. Maybe they figured that they would put the TNT title on the 8th, possibly... I, I, don't, I don't know the full logic behind it, but the way they did it, I, I, I can understand a little bit. And they're gonna obviously build up. You know, next week is gonna be a lot of Cole and Keith Lee talking shit to each other, which is, which will be kind of. I'm like, you're gonna have a great American. The only this thing I laugh about it is too. You're gonna have a great American bash, and you know you're gonna have a good 15 minute fucking argument between Lee and Cole that's gonna take up the, yeah. part of the show. I, it's you're, right. you're also not gonna have more than likely not going to have Cross on the show because Cross tends not to be on the next show because that's just kind of his character right now and you know it's like I said it's just shitty booking but yeah I mean I don't disagree with you I think it would have made more sense definitely but
1: Well, there's three things I want to talk to you about after we're done with AEW, so just remind me that. And we just got through a two-hour show in 50 minutes. Oh, and real
0: quick also, um, I know I brought – I said this to you through text message. I do see this going to a triple threat at TakeOver. I I think – I I don't see Lee losing. I don't see Cole losing. I see Cross interfering in some way to end this match and make it a three-way at – takeover. Now, what belt would be on the line? That is, that is what I'm curious about. I don't think they're going to put two belts on cross because that's going to put them in a, in a dilemma, but that'll be the only thing. Maybe they do like um, a Cole versus somebody match and the Lee versus someone match and then the loser or, or or maybe Cole versus Lee and the loser's belt's on the line. I don't know, but regardless I see this going to a triple threat at the uh, SummerSlam
1: takeover. I'll talk about that when I talk about my three things okay because <laughs> <Sounds laughs> it kind of ties into okay. it but so let's go to dynamite shall we yep um you texted me this and I, you know when I watched it after nXt I noticed it too A new video package they had no Jimmy havoc and they had no Sammy Guevara in it um. You want to talk about that for a minute <laughs> about the
0: topic or
1: yeah, just that he wasn't there. You want to save it for, Oh, well, I will say this. If, yeah. if
0: you're watching dynamite, there is definitely, you can, there is an undertone. There's something missing and mm-hmm. it's, it's not the same. Um, And this, this won't ruin the show. I mean, if you're watching this, you obviously watch the show or if you are listen to this, you obviously watch the show. I would, I would assume Um, There is definitely a major lack of the inner circle. And um, I'm saying this as an AEW fan. um, The inner circle is a vital piece to AEW right now. Vital. Because they bring a different attitude and cockiness that was lacking tonight. Now, I get it. Sammy is suspended and everything with everything's going on. I think they should have touched on that. And I think they should have just, it's brought someone in else, someone else in, maybe it's too soon. I don't know what to do, but you know what the case may be. I didn't like, and we'll talk, I'll talk about them later after the show, but none of the inner circle members were together at all. The entire night Hager, when they had the press conference with Cody came out with his wife Proud and Powerful came out by himself. Jericho came out by themselves. Now once were they together, they mentioned the inner circle with Jericho and yeah. Proud and Powerful, not with Hager. And that was it. It was almost like they were, like, you know, like, 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 slightly saying "fuck them" or you know, that's over with, in a weird way. But anyway, that's all I got on this.
1: Well, that also ties into my three things. Okay. So well, I'll talk about that later. Uh, Lumberjack match starts it off, but you know, before that happened, you hear Justin Roberts voice, right? Yes? So he's there and it, I wrote this down. hmm. Wonder why that has not been addressed yet. Any thoughts on that? <laughs> I'll say this: Do we see Justin Roberts?
0: Yep, he was there. okay. He was there. Okay, I, I, I didn't, they could just be doing the accusations right now, or I know he was okay. I know he was accused, but it wasn't out in the open as much as the other tur- uh, other two. So I, that could be the reasoning. But all
1: right, you know, well, just things that make you go, hmm. so anyway uh, so we got Wardlow out with MJF Luchasaurus comes out with Jungle Boy and Marco um, definitely noticed some issues about this right away this match oh my god okay nothing against you know Luchasaurus or, or Wardlow I thought they actually were really good in, in the rain showcased them a little bit they had some moves doing some stuff we hadn't seen before but um, this whole lumberjack thing, like I, I, I didn't know at first who the guys that were just as lumberjacks were until later on. The Excalibur mentioned it was best friends, but um, just the, the the whole when when Luchasaurus goes out and the the babyface side, the babyfaces are just kind of not throwing them back. I mean, you know they've done this before with lumberjack matches in WWE, but it just just irritates me. And then you know he goes on the heel side. The heels beat him up. Why was Ricky Starks on the heel side? I, I didn't understand that.
0: Uh, I guess he's a. I just, guess he is
1: a heel. I guess I don't know. Just weird, weird stuff. Um, I like the spot where he threw Marco up like that, all the way high in the air. It was pretty cool off the stage onto people. I put air Marco. Lol. Um. I mean, like, just just in watching this this continuation, it seems like this. What is this NXT part two? A little blow by Wardlow with the F10, one, two, three. Um, again, it was fine. Just there was the psychology in the match, I and mean, then just I don't know. There's something about it I just did not care for. It was something that I can honestly say is not necessarily the the first bad thing i've ever noticed from aew because they've done bad stuff before too but for some reason this bugged me more than other stuff tonight maybe just because of the mood i was in maybe because it was nxt i don't know what'd you think
0: i didn't mind it um it was goofy it was fun um i didn't like best friends out there i think they need to be taken a little bit more seriously considering they're got a pretty big match now the main event the first night i think they're them out there was kind of childish a little bit i also didn't like starks out there i i thought yeah, starks i didn't hear yeah that. i thought you know he's gonna be involved in something here and I, I like i said we could be wrong with our opinions about the four horsemen but i just didn't like him kind of being out there in in that role um it was fine i think they need to use wardlow more um i think he's very good and i think he definitely has um he 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 could be he could be something special if it's right. Um, love the finisher he does the F ten. Um, one thing I didn't like is how fast they announced MJF and um, Wardlow yeah. uh, against Jurassic uh, Express. I thought that was literally just like holy fuck! They're not even out of the ring yet, you know? Like yeah. I mean, like I I will say this: I'm loving that Tony's getting involved. I, I I was concerned about this early on, if it was going to be the elite kind of running the show, but Tony Khan is definitely taking steps here and becoming like the, the Vince, which he is in, in general. And, you know, but more behind the scenes, he's not really involved, you know, in front of the camera, but his voice is heard and you know, who's in charge.
1: You know, like yeah. you know,
0: the authority figure.
1: It's like the exact opposite of WWE. What we complain about yeah. on the weekly.
0: And, and like I said, I'm not saying it's, it's a bad. I thought I, I felt they could have maybe waited. Hell, wait a minute, one more minute, it would have yeah. been fine. But it was just so fast, like holy fuck, like you know, like Jesus. They they just they're still in the ring fighting. Um, but that's just nitpicking to nitpick. But anyway, it it, it, it was fine.
1: Yeah, I've done a few of that this week so far, but yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, techniques by Taz on Brian Cage, that was fine. Uh, ran down the rest of the card for today uh, tonight show, and then you got the Brit Baker, Tony uh, Shivani interaction. I love this entire. I, I I love it. I love the gimmick. I love the new Britt Baker shirt with the Rolls Royce logo. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh rebel was there again whoever the big guy in the mask is being her security was she's got this this like uh glass case that she's in and drinking her mart, her uh, teeny martini whatever the hell it was it was funny you know it was entertaining i think she's comedy gold i think she's got this heel persona down pat i think she just needs a little bit more polishing in the rain and i think she is definitely the future of this company's women's division what do you think
0: oh i've i've said it before i do i agree with you 100% i think she's one of the best things AEW has going she is the best thing the women's division has going by far and it's not close um oh yeah she's a great heel and which is like and then i brought this up i think two shows ago three shows ago it's so crazy because it's polar opposite as what she is in real life. And it's just, it, it, it's, it's kind of funny that it is that way. And um, yeah, if she just gets a little more polished in the ring, like it, it, she doesn't need to be on the level of, of Tessa or Charlotte, but if she's on the level of say Sasha, which is even kind of high, but if she's on the level of Alexa, she'd be gold, you know, like she just needs a little bit more polish in the ring. And it's going to be awesome for this, for this company. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I I think she'll get there. I just think, especially if you're, if you're, you know, boyfriend, husband, I don't don't think they're married yet, but boyfriend is um, Adam Cole. You'll get there at some point.
1: Yep. I agree. I agree. Uh, Now, before we go on, I did want to make mention that I should have made mention at the top of this. Uh, Unfortunately, Due to time constraints and the fact that AEW just talks about them now anyway that they didn't before, Dark with J segment has been dropped from our show for now. But, you know, if something happens that's not covered that, you know, we need to cover, we'll talk about it at some point. But just for future reference, uh, if you want to know the results from AEW Dark, just watch Dynamite. You'll see it. <laughs> uh,. So, uh, Sheeta against Red Velvet. Um, they did this a couple times tonight where they just announced the, the first person where the other person was already in the rain, and like they did, I think they did it with Cage's match early on, too. And I, I didn't care for that, but whatever, nick picking and nick pick, like you said. What I did like about this was Penelope and Kip were at Rainside, and um. You know, Ford basically slapped her, and she tried to take, uh, get, go after her with her nightstick, or, or not nightstick, or kendo stick, or whatever. And then basically she goes in the rain, hits the falcon arrow, one, two, three, whatever, it was what it was. And then they start brawling in the crowd, which uh, I liked. Um, I didn't like that Red Velvet pretty much just, you know, jobbed to her with no time but i know the focus is on Ford, so um anyway, you know it was it was entertaining to see them brawling in the crowd and it gave kind of gave me a reason to give a shit about their match and you know it was what it was what do you think
0: yeah you know the issue with matches like this and even with cage later on is and i and i know the cage one was kind of last minute cuz moxie couldn't be there um you know i, I wish that they would use that time for someone else that could they could put on the show like there is a lot of guys especially in the crowd if you notice who don't have matches and they're putting you know jobbers on the show they could have did they could have did a backstage segment with this they didn't need it to be a match they could have used this match for I'm, anybody you know anybody the pineapple pee and somebody you know or Peter avalon they could have gave someone else a, a shot of dynamite you know and, and not did this for what it is but it's fine. It's the build up for next week. Um I kinda think Penelope's in a win, but we'll see. Then again, I wonder if maybe not because of, you know, Sabian and Havoc not being a tag team. Maybe they wanted you know, Sabian and Havoc to win the tag belts at some point, have like all three of them, you know, with the belts. Maybe not. I, I, I still kinda think Penelope's gonna win this next week, but we'll see.
1: I hope so. I'd love to see that, but I didn't, until tonight, think that she was, but now they actually, you know, made it interesting. So, like you said, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we got Cody and, uh, Hager press conference. Um, it was okay. There were a few issues I had. Like, Allie was out there, but QT wasn't. And, you know, like, we know why QT wasn't there because of the COVID thing, but, um, you know Allie is pretty much there for him. You know, she's not there for Cody, she's not part of the Nightmare family, as far as I know of, but she was still there, just kind of mildly annoying. But I kind of like that they treat it like an actual press conference and people actually asking Cody questions. and Cody's promo was good, I thought Arden's promo was good. And uh, you know, then Hager shows up, and then as, as soon as uh, his wife grab that glass. I'm like, Oh shit. And of course splashes Cody with the water. And You know, it was, it was good. You know, I don't think it was great, but you know, I thought it was good. What'd you think?
0: It was fine. It, it was kind of unnecessary to me. I think the Ellie thing is makes sense because they want to kind of keep her involved and especially with, you know, if with the QT thing is, we don't know how many weeks it's going to be out in case he is positive or anything for COVID who knows, so they obviously want to keep her involved with the Nightmare, you know, family. Um, the thing with this is, I didn't think they needed to do this. Like, this isn't. I mean, it's tough for me to say this is the fourth biggest match on the card. You know, like I, you, you got the championship match, you got the tag team match, which I think is bigger than this, and I think the Cassidy and Jericho match could fucking main event the night for one one if they wanted to. Like, I. Yeah. it's tough for me to take this as that big of an ordeal. And I don't see Cody losing to Hager. I, wow. you know, like, eh, but it's fine. I, I, like I said earlier, I just didn't like that. The inner circle wasn't with him. I think that's a, that's a warning sign for me with the inner circle, but.
1: Yeah. Well, it was what it was. Now we get the sunny kiss and Joey Janela vignette. Um, okay <laughs> thoughts
0: <laughs> i'm gonna save my thoughts for for the match to, to include with the match because I, I i do i do have okay. i do have some
1: thoughts all right so we have the match next colt and brody against kiss and janela they were already out they didn't get an entrance colt and you know brody come out and um that was kind of annoying for me but whatever um uh, Janela's wearing short trunks and then I'm like oh great P&P commercial lol my favorite uh, Lee and Cabana win Lance Archer comes out of nowhere beats up Kiss and Janela um, Jake I noticed shaved the side of his head again and that was really it I, I don't really have much else to say about the segment the match, the vignette none of it what do you got
0: okay so I don't know and I've stressed this in before, I think they're wasting Joey Janela. Um, I don't know where they're going with this. It, it's it's weird. Like, did you see Joey smack Sony Kiss's ass before the match? Like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, listen, I am 100, and I say this and I seriously mean this, I am 100% and 10% for anybody sexual orientation-wise. I don't give a fuck. Who you want to date, love, that's, I don't care. I love it all. Go for it. With that being said, Sonny, like, could wear a little bit more clothing when wrestling. I I get the gimmick, but it's a little, the the shorts are a little short, I think. Very talented. I was actually surprised. It's one of the really first matches I've really got to really watch him like do things in the ring, and very good, very good wrestler. I'll, yeah, I'll say that. He is. I'll say that. Um, I don't know. It just I don't like the angle. Now, now, I feel like they don't have anything for Archer to do, which is why I think he should have won the TNT title to begin with. Like they don't have anything for him to do right now. Um, so he's going to beat up Joey Janela at Fighter Fest because they announced that, and then, you know, like. You know, y you, you knew the Dark Order was winning. I there's no doubt about that, you know. And it's like it's just more pinning more points that command joining, which I think is almost virtually a lock at this point. I it's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The whole the whole thing's kinda yeah. weird, but Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um speaking of dark day showed a video package of Sean Spears. He finally used the glove to beat Pineapple Pete. Yay. <laughs> um, so, then we have SCU. Oh, real quick, Without... real quick with
0: the Spears thing. Hmm. And this, once again, is more proof to me that there's some four horsemen going on because of keeping Spears relevant uh, on Dynamite. Keeping the glove relevant. Keeping Tully relevant but we can elaborate that at another time. But anyway.
1: Yes, we will. So we, now we have SCU coming out without Scorpio Sky uh, against FTR. Now, they did uh, make mention that Sky is going singles now, uh, but <laughs> he's part of that match with uh, Dark Order at Fighter Fest, yeah. but we'll talk about that later. Uh, FTR uh, comes out the are entrance, they walk right past Britt basically no-selling, saying hi, she's waving at him, and she sends a note to Tony about it, it was funny uh, the match I thought was, was really good, um, it was a really dangerous spot uh, before they went to commercial break uh, One again, oh great p and commercial break, my favorite uh, Cash uh, was doing a suplex with Christopher Daniels uh on the like on the apron and like he he came like he did it to the outside and it was just it just looked dangerous but it looked cool what do you think of that
0: yeah i i it was it was cool i'll I'll say this and you can continue but christopher daniel's definitely slowing down you can tell in the ring yeah he's definitely you can see the mileage starting to, to keep up with him not not with kaz but definitely with daniels
1: yeah no i agree i agree um there was a um, a mess up in the oh when he was doing the roll up uh, when uh, I think Dax was was uh, was being rolled up by CD. Cash went in there and tried to roll him over and he didn't he didn't really roll him over. He had to do it on his own again. I don't know if you caught that or not. But besides that, I thought it was a match of the night from either show by far. Uh, they hit the Goodnight Express for the one, two, three. Um, yeah, best thing on the sh- on the show or, or either show. Um, FCR rules. They got on the mic. Butcher and Blade steal their truck, and then Lucha Bros are back, and they set up an eight man tag for Fighter Fest. Beat them up. Bucks come out, steal the truck, drive away. You know, I thought it was a. Great match. I thought the segment to end it was great. Happy Lucha Bros are both back. Um, Eight man tag should be quite interesting. And who knows? Maybe that will, you know, lead to a catalyst for this Four Horsemen because there was a holding up the fours by Dax when he hit some sort of move uh, before the first commercial. Yeah, before the commercial break, I believe. But uh, what are your thoughts?
0: And there's also that mention of the recruiting from Jim Ross about them, too. Um, That there was. It it was a good match. Like I said, Daniels is slowing down a little bit. I'm happy that they're acknowledging Scorpio Sky as a singles competitor, competitor, which I think they need to, and I think he needs to. As you say, I'm a big Scorpio Sky fan. I think he's got big potential down the line. Um, It should be an interesting match. These are clearly – it's weird because I know – Omega and page are the champions and best friends are, you know, the challengers. But I, to me, these are the f- four main mad, the main four main tag teams in the, in the tag team division. Personally. Um, I'm glad to see Lucha brothers back. And I think it's going to be a, f- a potential steal to show. If they, if they let them. Um, yeah. I, I was happy with it. I'm happy about the, 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 the match announcement. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, as, as I agree with you, the, Happiest moment. I mean, I enjoyed the main event of tonight, but in general, I thought this was the best thing in both shows.
1: Yep, I agree. Um, continue the the coolness here. They do a video package about Omega and Paige against best friends, and I thought it was really good. Uh, I did notice that in there that they did show Jimmy Havoc getting the uh, um, finisher, Last Call, I think they call it right, mm-hmm. with uh, Omega and Page. But they did not show any um, of Sammy at all, um, so I thought that was quite interesting. what did you think of that?
0: Uh, I didn't notice Havoc or Sammy in there, but I he could I just wasn't really paying attention. the The video package is fine. I it's I think it's a weird build up to where I think we're gonna see best friends win these belts. I uh, it's I don't know. It's a good. I can see a lot of titles changing at at um, at Fighter Fest, honestly, which I which I don't think is is a bad thing. But um, yeah, we'll see. I I was happy with it.
1: Yeah, I I like it a lot. We'll see, for sure. Uh, I did notice Jimmy Havoc for sure, but I yeah, I did not see Sammy. But it is what it is. And then we do another. Um, video package for Moxley and Cage, which was kind of weird that they did back-to-back, but it led to, it was shorter, though, and it led to Cage with Taz against Joe Cruz, is that his name? I believe so. Uh, no, no entrance for him again. Taz on commentary, very short. Uh, Brit <laughs> Taz mentioned Britt uh, stole the the Cage's free dental care, uh, and it confirmed with a note to Tony that is correct. And then Cage hits the drill claw for the one two three, Very fast. Uh, Taz gets on the mic. I thought his promo was very good, but the fact that he called Mox not being there a bullshit excuse was like, whoa. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah. What did you think? That whole entire thing.
0: It was a, it, it, To me, it was an unnecessary match. I like I said they could have put this they could have put some other people back in, in the ring, they could have just did a backstage segment. I agree. I, he shouldn't have said that because of what's going on, because um, there's so many different opinions about COVID, whether people think it's real or not, or are concerned about it or not concerned about it. I think that was maybe crossing the line a little bit, and uh, especially now that I don't necessarily. I'm assuming they knew that Renee w- was tested positive, and I'm assuming they all knew way before everything was announced i think it's like a low blow a little bit you know and it it sucks you know because that's his wife i didn't like that part of it but you know taz has always kind of been you know a no fucks given type of guy and it's fine um and it builds more steam to the fire i will say this i have a feeling cage is going to win this especially with the uh Covid thing now, you know. Yeah. I, I'm looking at the time frame here, and if Renee's, you know, positive, which she is, you know, depending on what, if his test comes back positive, we might be seeing a forfeit for the title here, or yeah. at least maybe a, a, a championship match between Cage and somebody else for the belt, which I Cage would obviously win, I would imagine. But that's another scenario, or they just hold us off, which I don't think they would do. It's it's a tough situation they're in right now.
1: Yeah, it does suck for sure. I, I would um, think they
0: have a backup plan, um, and I don't know who it is. Um, I thought maybe as I when I heard about this, maybe Matt Hardy, because deal did they booked Matt Hardy and Private Party, and that was clearly going to be. Uh, a six man sammy was obviously going to be with the we're proud and powerful that's what that was going to be and now it's just yeah. now it's just private party against proud and powerful maybe matt hardy is there somebody else that we're not we're not thinking of maybe i think everybody's pretty much booked yeah i don't know you know i don't know yeah
1: there could there could be some surprises um Tessa? Just real quick though. <laughs> Tessa, ah, yeah. Can you fucking imagine? Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Screw you, Impact. We got them both now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway.
0: Holy Christ.
1: And then she wins <laughs> again. You know <laughs> what? Hilarious. I'm gonna throw a curveball out there
0: for you. What if it's someone from New? Uh, what if it's someone from New Japan? Yeah. Just for just for fucking entertainment purposes to have a match, but
1: we'll see. I don't know if they could get them here though. I don't know what the there's like a restriction to get in the country or not or whatever oh yeah, yeah we'll touche yeah uh I, I just wanted to mention real quick in regards to now me saying that taz said that it, it's not me i don't necessarily agree with you as far as you shouldn't have said it it bothered me blah blah blah, whatever because in all honesty I mean, it, it, the show is for entertainment purposes, so that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. I didn't mention it because it bothered me. I mentioned it just because I was more surprised that they would go that route. Yeah. Um, that's just my personal feelings on it. So now, but you, um, you know, what, real
0: quick, do... one more thing. That's that's the beauty of AEW is they kind of they they take the gloves off. Yeah, they're not beating around the bush like a lot of the WWE like the WWE does a lot of times. Like. You know, it's it's gloves off, and we're going to do our best to fucking do what we got to do. And I, I I like that part about them, but anyway.
1: Yep, I agree. So then Brody Lee and Colt are in the back, and basically says, we're going to have a match against SCU. And Colt's like, what, SCU? And that leads us to running down the card, <clears throat> which this was the first time I've gotten to see the whole card for both nights. and. At least so far, and and so far, yeah. Uh, you sent me a text, and that's pretty loaded. I'm like, yeah, it is. Uh, night one, we've got Jurassic Express against MJF and Wardlow. Private party with Matt Hardy against Santana and Ortiz. Uh, Sheeta against Ford. Cody against Hager, and Omega and Page against best friends. So yeah, we assume that tag the tag titles is closing night one. Uh, I really thought Cody and Hager were probably going to close it, but I guess not. Uh, That's yeah. I'm okay with that. I'd rather see the tag team title close it, to be honest, but uh, night two, we've got Lance Archer against Janela. Nyla Rose is in action. (laughs) Uh, SCU against Brody Lee, Stu Grayson, and Cole Cabana. Uh, Orange Cassidy against Jericho. Young Bucks and FTR against Butcher Blade and Lucha Bros and Mox against Cage and of course the we we have to say the whole three famous words of pro wrestling cards subject to change actually that's four words but yeah (laughs) you know what I meant Uh, doesn't look like I'm going to get my wish though with Moxley and Cage being on a separate night of uh, Cole and now Keith Lee but that oh well is what it is uh, what do you think? What do you think of the card? Pretty stacked.
0: Yeah, I like it. It's given everybody who's key to the company, uh, you know, a, a match basically. Um, yeah. the The Nyla Rose thing's interesting because I think to myself, and a, a couple things, I say, "Hmm, when is Slammiversary? Because that's the first thing I'm thinking to myself. <laughs> no i'm not i was like okay and then the other one is rio returning i'm just trying to think i feel like it's gonna be a debut um could be kong yeah could yeah could be kong um that's what i got from it um i, I want to double check it real quick when slam anniversary is yeah it's the 18th okay so it's it, so yeah it's not Tessa. um but yeah, it, it could be Rio, it could be Kong. I, you know, uh, but yeah, the card, the card's good. The card's stacked. Um Yeah, they got. To be honest with you, I mean, they could do three or four matches could fucking headline this this show, and, and that's yeah, that's telling you something. And the tag team division so stacked. The only the only concern, I not really even an issue. It is kind of weird. I agree the SCU thing in the Dark Order because it's Grayson without Uno. And it's like Scorpio skies in there. It's kind of like, okay, what did you really need to do this? It could have just been, you know, Colt and, and Lee against SCU minus Scorpio and Uno or, or Grayson. But they want to obviously get Scorpio on the cards, my guess. And they don't have another prominent member of it. Well, I guess, I mean, Stu's a prominent member of Dark Order. So it's it's fine. Colt's joining, joining the Dark Order. I, I firmly expect Dark Order to win. I think it's going to be Colt doing it shady move but um yeah we'll see but yeah i i I like it
1: yeah uh so then the uh brit sends a note to tony about swole saying that she was in in there for nine and a half to ten hours swole swole, uh, swole shows up dumps a garbage can on, on her from the inside because she was you know in this glass case but the t- the top was open and uh and then was it Re- Reby got the uh, leaf blower <laughs> she was using that to get snow off and get the it was funny funny segment what do you think
0: yeah it's has um, got brisk gold <laughs> that's
1: all like yeah she really is man she really is and now we come to the main event, as far as wrestling goes for this show. Yeah, uh, Santana with Ortiz against Man Hardy, and then oh, great, more P and P commercials. How lovely, wonderful! <laughs> uh, and this, I believe, was the first mention of Inner Circle of the night. It may have been they may have mentioned it before, but uh, I know that uh, Brit. Uh Tony said that Brits said the inner circle are on a family dental plan, which is funny, but uh Hardy basically wins with a roll up, uh nice little post match, uh beat down by Ortiz and and uh, hitting him with the the mad ball and they do the sweet street sweeper and then private party shows up a little late and then as soon as I wrote that JR says, Yeah, they show up a little late. I'm like, Thanks, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of the match and all that?
0: It was a fine match. Uh, Santana's good in the ring. I, he's definitely got some yeah. potential. Um, proud and powerful in general, they they they, they need to be u- utilized a little, a little bit more. Um, Hardy looked like he tweaked his leg in the match. He was definitely kind of slowing a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it was a good match. It's supposed to be Sammy, obviously, but. Um, it is what it is. The the, the best part's coming up. So,
1: <laughs> yep. Main of the actual main event time comes, and out comes Orange Cassidy, and then Jericho comes out by himself, no inner circle. Uh, I thought it was good. Jericho on the mic, uh, the Brian Pillman reference was pretty cool. Little name drop there. Uh, then Orange basically does his usual stuff. Uh, they start brawling throughout the crowd. Orange, uh, Orange started juicing again from his ear from a shot from the camera. Jericho doing his camera stuff again, and um, you know, I, 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 the segment was good. It was it was gold. It was, you know, Orange doing his thing. Uh, the only issue I had with it is so this is on night two of Firefest, Fest, right? Yes. So. If I was AEW, I would have closed the show with something to set up a match that's gonna happen on my night one. Yeah, I can just I can I can understand for, that. Just for continuity purposes. Other than that, I had no problem with it. It was pretty cool seeing them brawl through the crowd, seeing it kind of felt like it was a sense of normalcy while they were brawling by uh, in the stands where there were fans and you know it was it was it was cool to see it put a smile on my face so i know you you want to talk about this so uh have it.
0: <laughs> well i know the main event next week's the tag team championship which is fine i think they could have moved the uh, tnt title night to the second night and then did this is the main event for next week if they want if, if they wanted to um it's crazy, but this is a main event match, and it's 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 nuts. But uh, I said this early on with our show that I felt that they are gonna they're gonna skyrocket Orange Cassidy because of his popularity, and they are, and they're it's clear as day that they're pushing him to the moon. He's going up against the biggest star in the company, and um, you know he's they're showing more sides of him. They're showing his vicious side. Um, I think he's money, man. I think he's gold. He's young. I think he's, you know, I, as I say this all the time, his gimmick's fucking gold with, with people. People love his gimmick because they, yeah. they know he starts off the match like a slug and then he goes fucking bananas. And I, I think that's the thing that, that people love about it. I, You know me. I'm a big, big Orange Cassidy fan. I think he's got a lot of potential. I think Jericho is going to make him in this fucking match. I think Cassidy's going to win. Um, I think he needs to because I think this is a major win for him. I don't. I don't think Jericho winning is going to help him at all, and it doesn't do anything for Jericho to 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 win against Orange Cassidy. Um, because Jer- at this point, Jericho's a made man anyway. He doesn't need any of that. Um, I, I think it's a very important match for Orange Cassidy, man. This is kind of a make or break match for him. You know, it's for for where he's going to go to the next level here. You know, and I think the next level after this is: Do you consider him for the TNT or the championship match? Do you consider him in one of those matches at some point? I still think he's a ways away before that because I think there's at least two or three guys ahead of him in, in that in that stance. I mean, MJF for sure, and you would have said Sammy, but not really now, at least for the time being. So, and I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say Jungle Boy. So, you know, you got at least MJF. And I would even say Scorpio, to, 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 because of his age and experience, I would say are are ahead of Cassidy a little bit in terms of do we take him serious in a championship match. But he's he's on the fucking he's on his way he's on he's on the train moving forward. So um, yeah, I like it, man. I was happy as hell watching end of this.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> i I kind of agree with you as far as the um, you know push, pushing Cassidy. I don't necessarily think he's gonna win this match. Um but at the same time um I don't think he needs to uh in order to you know continue having to push uh the way you know he is. So um I know there's a few things that I would like to address uh you know since we are at the end of AEW here but we gotta take a quick uh, Commercial break. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna
0: throw our our sponsor segment in here now. And um usually it's in the beginning of the show, but we're gonna throw it in the uh this part of the show. So we'll be back in a little bit. All right. Welcome back and thanks for listening to the Anchor Um commercial um sponsor segment. Um Anchor's been awesome to us, so we definitely appreciate that. And now here comes um, I guess a new segment of the show called CNJ
1: bitch. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> basically what we're gonna call it. So Well, I think we did a little bit of that earlier in the show too. At least I not as bad as Maro, um, but... I expected, but yeah. Um you can go f- I, I,
0: I, first because I know you say you had I, like three I, things.
1: Yeah, I, I pretty much uh you know, I uh I let Morrow have it. I, I'm sorry for all of you people that are um Fans of Morrow, you know, I did put the disclaimer out there. (laughs) If you are, stop listening now. So, Uh, but yeah, I I got a couple of three things I want to address here. The first thing, I guess, since we still are finishing up with AEW here, one thing I noticed, and this goes into what you were saying before about uh, the inner circle uh, pretty much not being mentioned, or if they were, you know, keeping them separate. I've noticed this and this was before the Sammy thing. So maybe it's by design. Maybe it's a combination of both. I'm not sure, but it seems like with AEW, they're going through this period right now where they're not necessarily breaking up groups or factions, but kind of keeping them separate. Like, you know, with, with SCU, keeping Scorpio separate from them, of course, bringing them back together with fighter fest with that match. But, you know, just in general, the last few weeks, we haven't seen them together, even on, on dark when they wrestled, it was, you know, separate. Um, even best friends in orange Cassidy. I mean, yeah, orange comes out to best friends music, but you know, they weren't out there with him. You know, granted they're not involved in the Jericho thing, but still, you know, same thing. Um, even Cody with the Elite last week, him coming out saying, Am I even part of the Elite anymore? Well that's you know, leading like,
0: to something else.
1: Well, right, but but still it's it's you know, it just seems like they're going in that direction, trying to separate people like all at the same time. And again, I don't know if it's part of it's by design, part of by, you know, these allegations, whatever the case may be it seems a little weird that it's all at the same time. Like if, if, if I'm booking something and I want to separate this person from this person, I wouldn't necessarily do everything at once because it's kind of like overload, you know, it's kind of like, okay, why is all this happening at once? And yeah, maybe part of it's pandemic too, with, you know, the death triangle or whatever the hell they were called. Cause Pac is still in England. As far as I know now, you know, um, Pentagon is back, but still, um, just I mean, it, there might be more, but those are the main ones that I can think of right now. Um, yeah, any thoughts on that? Or
0: yeah, I I see where, I see where you're coming from. I think one thing maybe that they're they're avoiding doing, which I'm I'm happy with, is and it's something that WWE doesn't do. WWE is infamous for showing one wrestler on like six different fucking segments throughout the show, and mm-hmm. I think AEW tends to avoid that especially if they have other things going on early on, like best friends while well, they had their, their, their video package, they were kind of included in the, in the, uh, in the uh, lumberjack match. So maybe that, for example, Hager had his thing proud and powerful had their thing. Jericho had his thing. I think they're avoiding having this pattern where the guys are involved in 30 different segments. Um, now that doesn't obviously speak for all of them. Cause we're with Scorpio sky, obviously, but, um yeah, I can understand it to an extent, but yeah, I I, I see where you're coming from
1: all right uh, number two is the uh, and you alluded to this earlier We're um, talking about the you know possible three way takeover uh, with um, Lee and Cole and, and cross. so this ties into this too it seems like both companies lately are not necessarily AEW as far as the three-way aspect, but both companies are having a lot of number one contender type matches lately. And it just seems like it's overkill. It seems like it's too much of the same stuff all the time. And especially in WWE slash NXT, it does seem like we're getting a lot of three-way matches too. And I don't know. I I think you can tie that into lazy booking again because in all honesty, especially in AEW's case, why are you having number one contender matches when you have a ranking system that you're supposed to have? You know, in WWE's case, obviously they don't have that. Maybe they should have something like that. But it just, I don't know, it just bothers me. Again, I think lazy booking... I I don't really care for it. You don't need this many. I mean, every once in a while, a situation comes up. Okay. Use that. Have a number one contender tournament match, whatever. But when it's all the time, it's just oversaturated. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I had a feeling the, the, the whole standing thing's difficult to do because for example, and I'm just, let's just take a random example here. Let's say, okay. So, so Mox is the champion. And let's say the number, you know, the number one contender is um, MJF, and he loses to Mox. Where does he go then? You know, and then like let's say MJF comes out next week and he wins his next match, and he's at the number one spot again because of his record. That's too hard to do a lot of times. Yeah, I feel like they're trying. I mean, I like the record still. Um, but I don't necessarily think that the ranking system, standing system needs to make sense because of it just there's so many guys and it's just so difficult to do. Um, I agree with you though with number one contendership, it's getting a little out of co- out of control. The thing that bothered me from the get-go with the A with the NXT one was is and this has been always something kind of that bothered me. I never feel as if the second champion should be considered a number one contender. I know it sounds crazy because obviously if you you got the Intercontinental title or the North American title or, you know, that's the only ones I count because I don't count the U.S. or the Universal in any way, shape, or form. Um, If you have one of those belts, it doesn't automatically qualify you as the number one contender for the heavyweight championship. And so that's been my issue with the whole Keith Lee being involved in this. Um, Personally, you know, if I'm looking at in-your-house takeover, which would be the the example, I would say it's between Cross and Beller. I don't think Gargano should be involved in this whatsoever. And I I look at it like, okay, Cross beat up, you know, one of the top guys in the company in brutal fashion, and Beller had a pretty damn good significant win over, you know, up-and-coming guy. I think those two would be the ones that would make sense, because obviously Dream isn't number one contender anymore. Or the other option is Loomis. As I said before, I just... I get it. The number one contenderships don't make a ton of sense to me, especially when you have guys in it that don't make sense. Keith Lee doesn't make sense being in this match. Gargano doesn't make sense being in this match because he's on a losing streak for the most part. It, you know what I'm saying? Like it, It's it's just throwing people in there to throw people in there. and They could have did so much of this because clearly before all these allegations came out with Dream, they were leading towards a Dream and Loomis, you know, against the undisputed era. And I I look at all this and I think to myself, okay, so why are you doing this? You could have did Cole against Loomis. You know, you could you could have did that. You could have did, you know, okay, maybe Finn against Cross. That could have been a big win for Cross. A big challenge and a big win. You could have kept or you could have did Priest and Keith Lee which I think would have made the sense for Priest you know and you could have just did it, you know, Gargano is Gargano you could find something to do with Gargano you know I just I, like I said the booking is lazy it's been lazy it's just they're just pulling shit out of their ass at this point but that's all I got
1: well and that brings up another point before I get to my main event <laughs> Um, as far as having the mid-card title being number one contender thing, in all honesty, I actually liked that. Um, what I liked that they did in WCW slash NWA more so than in WWF with the Intercontinental title, because the U.S. title, they used that a lot as a... You know, especially with Luger and Flair back in the day, um, you know, as a, cat, a catalyst to to being the number one contender to getting a title shot, you have that U.S. belt. Boom, you're there. WWF has done that with the Intercontinental title to an extent in the past, but not nearly as much as NWA slash WW did. Uh, I think that they've gotten, you know, all companies have gotten away from that. Um, one thing that NWA was doing. Um, which I don't know if I gotta look in and see back in the day if they did this, um, but at least you know for for a little while. As soon as that TV title became a thing again, and Ricky Starks won it, they were talking about having this rule that like the number seven rule. If you successfully defend that title, <laughs> excuse me, seven times in a row, you automatically become number one contender to the the uh, NWA Heavyweight Championship. I like that. If you have a mid-card title and you have that rule still, I, I like to see other companies do something like that because I think that would be really something special. They could use that to build stars. You know, you, you wouldn't just be building them with matches for the sake of matches, you would actually be giving us a reason to give a fuck about them, And that's why I like, you know, on the opposite of them, that's why I like, if you are, you know, have that, that belt, that you are technically the number one contender. Now, just cause you are doesn't necessarily always mean that they'll go in that direction, which I don't think they should, because it gets stagnant and boring. You got to switch it up every once in a while, but for, as a rule of thumb, I'd like to see them do something like that with NWA does with that TV title. What do you think of that?
0: Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, I've been saying for a long time, I think they need to make these mid-card titles more important. I think AEW is trying to do that. Um, I think the issue with, you know, I didn't have, I wasn't a big fan of him versus some guys. I just don't think, you know, not even really Jungle Boy. I thought the Mark Quinn thing was kind of like, eh, he's not. You know, like, they could have picked somebody else for that. Nothing against Mark Quinn, but he's not leaving the tag team any anytime soon. And Jungle Boy, they at least have, you know, some hope in his being a major player in his company down the line. So it's good to get the TNT title in important matches. So Hager's a good one. Um, you know, and I just – Depends on who he goes up against next. You know, Archer was a good one. It's important to do that. It's one thing, like I said, that WWE lacks on is, um, you know, building the Intercontinental Title up to anything, you know, worthy. Now, I mean, obviously it's with AJ Styles now, which is great, you know. But now I'm like, okay, well, you have, with AJ Styles, uh, who realistically on 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 SmackDown, are you know, are you going to look at it and be like, okay, like? Yeah, is Gulak there yet? No, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, it's like, eh, you know, that's the thing. Like, that's that's what happens when you have depth issues uh, on Raw and SmackDown. You know, and NXT. You know, when they should just reality at this point is all be together at this point because it's it's a fucking clusterfuck anyway. Um, might as well be might as well be a clusterfuck together. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I could see something like that making sense. I just wanted to see titles being important again because everything is about the champion the heavyweight championship and if it's if it's that or it's, it's that or bust and that's been the problem you know back in the day you know you had all these intercontinental champions you know honky honky-tonk rick uh, rick rude michael's heart you know like it was great but like yeah you're right it was never like the intercontinental title was you know Involved in the championship match that much. I mean, it, you know, Warrior obviously did. I think Sean was the intercontinental title at Mania, I believe, against uh, Diesel, right? I, I, if I'm correct, or was he not intercontinental? I don't recall if he was the intercontinental champion. No,
1: no, he wasn't. Okay, but um, um, I think Hogan Warrior was the only champion versus champion match in Mania, but they've done others where they have. I think they did Sean sh- and Brett. Uh, when Brett first won his first title from Player, yes, yes. at the Survivor that's, Series. That's what I'm thinking of. Sean was IC champion. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it, uh, it was, a,
0: it was a, I got like a little house or television TV taping. Um, yeah, I, I I remember that. Um, it's happened before, but mm-hmm. the Intercontinental title, for example, has been in such awkward hands of wrestlers the last fucking decade that it, it, it's it's not even it's not even important anymore. And 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 then, and then yeah. I mean I'm still and I and I've said this in a couple of shows ago, I don't know what the fuck belt they're holding, but that's not my Intercontinental title. So until mine <laughs> until mine's resurrection resurrected, that can go f- fuck off with the rest of the company anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Well, I guess we've come to my main event here and. Uh, <laughs> This is a very interesting question for you, my friend, and uh, I'm dying to hear your answer. And, and for, for the rest of the show out there, all of our listeners, if you, know, you want to give us your feedback on this, I would love to know. I may even put it up on their Facebook page uh, to see what you guys think of this. But here we go. What if AEW had Killer Cross and NXT had Brian Cage?
0: What's the? What is the? The question though, like, wh- what is the importance or what is?
1: As far as where each of them are in their respective brands right now, like you're trying to build Cross to be the next Lesnar, right? Yes. You got Cage <laughs> in AEW against Max. Okay. If Cross was in NXT or if Cross was in AEW, would he be in the Brian Cage position right now? Versus if Brian Cage was in NXT, would he be in the Killer Cross position? Or would either one of them be higher up or lower down than where they currently are in each respective place?
0: I'll do Cage first. I think Cage would be lower. I think I think Cage would be. I hate to use him as as an example, but I feel like he would be kind of stuck in like an EC3 type of situation to start off with. I think Cage would get. Here's the thing: I, I don't necessarily know if Cage would, if he got, if he signed with the WWE. I don't necessarily think he'd go to NXT. I I think he's a pro. I think he's got enough. Fan base to go to the main roster, and I think he's—I uh, hate to say it—it sounds weird—but a, a wet dream of, of Vince To I think he might get skyrocketed to the to the main roster. Now, with that being said, I don't necessarily think that's a improvement. Um, I, Cage is tough. I I could see him being versing jobbers for fucking months on ends. You know, and then eventually get to the main roster. I, I don't necessarily think he'd win a belt in NXT. I it just I, as odd as that sounds, I think they would find a way to fuck him up. You know, Um Cross is interesting to me. I don't think he'd be in the championship picture at, at Fighter Fest. I think he would be at all out. Um. I think they would hold him off until a bigger pay until pay per view, um, and I definitely think he'd be the one to take the belt off off a of Mox. Um, it's tough, but I, I think Cross would be more. See, I don't want to say he'd be more successful because I think I think the WWE gets pushed him to the moon. I think they're both going to be very successful. I think Cross will be a bigger name, household name. Um, I think I think he'll win more championships. I think Cage will be big two, but I don't think he'll be what Cross is. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's probably what I would say. It'd be tough. I think they'd be in similar positions, and I think they'd be in similar positions as to where they are right now. I think Cross is not in the championship picture right now, but I think he will be in August, and I think he'd be in the same situation in NXT or in AEW. Um, but Cage, on the other hand, I think would be the one that is a curveball to me. I could see him being, um, I, I I would just see him going right to the main roster. I don't think McMahon would waste time with him. Like I I think he I think he'd be like, oh fuck, Cage Lashley, Cage Lesnar. I think in his head he'd be like, oh fuck yeah, Cage Strowman, Cage Wyatt.
1: I think he'd be the Roman. Like
0: he'd be all about it.
1: That's interesting. So, the reason I, this question came into my head was just looking at both of them where they currently are at and just seeing K- uh, Cross in his match tonight, seeing him against a guy that's bigger than him. Um, I haven't seen that yet with him. And. You look—it's just just in size alone, right? And you—you know—and you've kind of already um, said that you think that they're going to be giving him the—you know—the the main roster push, the Lesnar push, you know, have him be the next guy. Just in size alone, watching him wrestle versus watching Cage tonight wrestle. In my opinion, I think Cage fits that role better than Cross does. Not necessarily based on skill or promo ability or anything like that, but just solely on size. Because we know how Vince is with his big guys. I'm not saying Cross is small in any, you know, because he's not. Yeah, no. But compared to Cage, though. I mean, Cage has the look more so, I think, than Cross does.
0: Yeah, but Cross and, and and I looked up the size difference between him and Lesnar, and it's not that much actually, that much of a difference between Cross and, and Lesnar. It's just I want to say it's about thirty pounds, I, I believe. What I saw, I I would have to double check that again, but um, I think it's more of the psychoticness that Lesnar has, and the. You know, that 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 I don't know, that that fucking fear that I think an opponent's gonna I don't see that with Cage oddly. Like Cage, I don't get me wrong, Cage is talented as fuck. He he is a big guy. But I look at him and I don't see like I'm trying to think who I who who like I see Batista with Cage. I don't see Lesnar with Cage. You know, and when I look across, I see Lesnar. I see this badass motherfucker who you're going to have to bring, you know, a, a fucking, um, you know, semi checked trailer come to take him down, you know. And with with Cage, I see, you know, like the animal instinct in, in Cage, like similar to to, to to Batista. You might say, well, okay, well, what's the difference? There is a difference, and it, it, it's hard to explain, but if you watch a Batista match and you watch a Lesnar match, there's a different psychology to the match that they they do. And I think that's the thing that is the difference between Cross and Cage. I see where you're coming from with the size, but the, Cage is just so fucking big. It's hard to even, you know, like establish that. There's <laughs> such a fucking monster size with him, you know. It's, but I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from.
1: Yeah i was just curious, and by the way, you mentioned Lesnar and Batista in the same sentence. Fun fact, because uh, I didn't do that at the stop of the show, um, back in 2001, was it? Yeah, it had to have been 2001. Um, it was at the Monday Night Raw taping where the NWO, uh, Hogan, Hall, and Nash... It was after the No Way Out pay-per-view. It was the Monday Night right after that, where you know they made their basically their Monday Night Raw debut. I was there live. That was probably my the last WWE show I was at for a while, um, but I remember in the dark match, one of the dark matches, they had Lesnar and Batista, who was known as Leviathan at the time, teaming up. And I think they took on Taz, believe it or not. And uh, I don't think it was, was it Spike Dudley? It may have been Spike Dudley. Were Taz and Spike Dudley Dag champs at a, at a point? I think they Probably. were. Probably. I think it was them. But that was the my first exposure to Brock Lesnar and Batista. Um, I don't know if anybody really knew that. I don't know if, I don't think you, were you there at that show or no? No. No. Okay. Um but yeah, before they were stars <laughs> i do have
0: um um i do have the the um weights so Brock Le- uh, Brock Lesnar is six three two eighty six mm-hmm. cross is six four two sixty five mm-hmm. so there's actually only a twenty pound difference and cross is actually an inch 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 taller mm-hmm.
1: what's cage just out of
0: curiosity uh just guessing, I'd say he's probably six two two eighty. If I if I had to take a guess, I think he's shorter than the other two, but I could be wrong. Uh, put in, put, oh yeah, he's definitely search. shorter. He's he's six foot tall. He's yeah, he's four inches shorter than. And he's actually yeah he's two sixty eight. He's only three pounds more than than um cross, but he's also four inches shorter. Yeah. And he's also you also put it under the the muscle mass as opposed to you know the the leaner cut that crosses, you know.
1: Yeah plus I mean
0: yeah.
1: I'll I'll say this much about the three of them. As far as character wise goes, I think I like cross the best. As far as just pure wrestler. I think I like Brock the best. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And and I think as, as far as just what you can do in the rain over, not overall, but like in general, if that makes sense, if there's a difference there, I would like Cage the best. Like Cage can do stuff neither one of those guys can do for a guy his size. And, you know, we haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg in that yet with AEW, but we will. But as far as the whole putting a match together psychology, it's Lesnar. But as far as likable and character and whatever, it's Cross. So I like all three of them in different ways. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It, it's a, it's an interesting question. Like if you if, to me if I flip flop them, you know, I, take Vince' main roster out of the equation. I think that Cage would, or would would not only be in ahead of where Cross is at right now, but I think Cage would be the one to take that belt from Cole and he'd be the one in the Keith Lee position right now without having to be North American champion or having to win a triple threat match to become that number one contender to have any type of stupid you know, winner take all scenario. I think Cage would be ready made to be the one to step up to take that belt, and no questions asked. Now, on the other hand, with Cross with AEW, I don't know. I, I I get what you meant by as far as building up and and letting it wait till all out versus Spider Fest, and I, and I think maybe that would be the case. But I'll, I'll go one step further. I don't even think that they. Uh, I, I don't think that all out would be. Um, would, I think it'd be too soon. I'd go, I'd, I'd, I'd pull the i pull the curtain back with it. I'd build cross up more. I'd feed other people a Mox, and then at full gear, I think I would do mocks and and cross. But obviously, if you do that match right away, cross is gonna win the belt.
0: Okay, so I got two things for you real quick. I think the thing with cage and why I think he'd fail in not fail, but where I, why I think he would struggle in WWE is lack of promo skills. I don't think, I don't think he's strong on a mic. And I think that would result in him being in a Lashley role, unless they got a good mouthpiece on him. And that's be the issue with that. Cross is fucking fantastic when it comes to promos. So I think that's where he's on another level. He's actually I mean he's I mean he's better than Brock. 90% of the roster is better than Brock on the mic. You know, Brock just has Paul Heyman, you know. So that's yeah. that's that. Um I got one for you though. Who's winning the heavyweight championship first? Now, and I say this without cage it, it, if if is good to go, everything's okay. Who's winning the championship first? Or actually, I'll, I'll or I'll say this. I'll even go one step further because I think it's inevitable that Cross is going to win that belt, that takeover. I I'd be surprised if it's not. But I'll aside from that, do you see Cross winning a main roster heavyweight championship before Cage wins the AEW championship?
1: See, it's tough because, like, I, I get what you're saying. Assume Max is fine or whatever. But you also got to throw in this monkey wrench of all these accusations, too, because in all honesty, if everything was status quo, if we had no allegations, if we had no pandemic, if we had no, you know, COVID, none of this, if we still had fans and this was still the plan that they were going with, I would have to say... Cross would probably win a main roster title before Cage wins the AEW title. And the reason being is because I think, I mean, I guess the pandemic doesn't matter as much, but I think before the allegations, 100% Darby Allen was going to cost Cage that belt at Fighter Fest. Now? Not so sure. And even if Mox is okay to go, I mean, what are you supposed to quarantine for? Fourteen, 14 days? days, yeah. So it's
0: it's the day, it's the day of the show.
1: Yeah, it is the day of the show, and and if he gets tested, very... if he gets
0: tested positive, they're they're gonna they got to the change the match. So it's just a matter no, of they're gonna yeah, it's just a matter of yeah, one hundred percent.
1: But even so, I mean, yeah, fourteen days, day of the match. You still, you know, it's your wife. You want to be as precautionary as you possibly can so I don't know it, it's, it's tough man because I think maybe if, if you're going based on just ability alone I think you, you gotta give it to cross hands down but if it's you, you got all these other factors involved I think it might be cage based on circumstance
0: I'll say and, I'll say this when you're done, but you go first. I I, I have. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I think it sucks that you have to think of it like that, but unfortunately, it is the world we live in now. So.
0: I'll say. If. If the COVID thing wasn't going on right now, and if everything was normal, because obviously I don't want to say yes or no now because I don't know what's going to happen with Mox the next two weeks, but. If the COVID situation wasn't going on, I would say Cross would win the Universal or the World Heavyweight Championship before Mox before Cage would, and the reason being, I d- didn't see the belt leaving Mox anytime soon, right. and the only person I realistically saw that belt going to was either Omega or MJF, and I yeah. I don't see. I think I think Lee, I think Cage, I think those are just matches for Mox, and I think you know Archer, I think will be one at some point here, and I think that'll just be matches. Um, that would be the reasoning. I think Cross will get a. I can I, and here's the other thing with Cross too is I can see him just going in the main roster soon. I don't necessarily even see him winning a belt in NXT. He might. But I I think there's a good there's a good chance depending on how how much they push him that he goes to the main rosters at some point here, especially if they're having all these issues with all the other stars with injuries and COVID and you know Jeff Hardy's leaving, Kevin Owens is on the fence. I'm sure Dolph's probably gonna be the fuck out of here at some point. Like you know they, they Undertaker's done, you know Big Show's on his last run. I can go down the list of guys. I think at some point he's just gonna get fucking pushed to the main roster. I'd see him. Winning a world heavyweight title before Cage wins an AEW title or AEW championship. Now yeah. that depends on how things go. We'll know. We'll we'll know in the next couple of days. If something happens to Mox, then yeah, he Cage is winning that fucking belt. But if if, if Mox is good, I don't, Cage is not winning that belt. I'd be surprised. M- Mox is the breadwinner at an AEW. I don't think they're taking the money. I don't think they're taking the belt off him. They want, to, they want to make him look as strong as possible, and they've done a fantastic fucking job doing it.
1: Yeah. Uh, here's a question for you. Do you think, and I, I'm pretty sure I know what the answer to this is, but do you think that AEW has done a better job um with building up Cage for Moxley's next opponent that they did with Brody Lee. Yes. I agree. Yes. Um, I
0: think Brody Lee, I so, think Brody kind of felt like he got just thrown into it.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too, and it's, it's nothing against you know, him but I mean Brody was his own mouthpiece, Cage is Taz. Well, it's not
0: that. I think, I think, I don't know who the original opponent for Mox was at Double or Nothing, but I don't think it was Brody Lee. And I think, probably not. I think he got thrown into it. I think Brody Lee's now, I think Brody's doing now what he was going to do originally and build the Dark Order. And, and I think that was his main that was the whole point of Bird Elite. I don't know the direction they were originally going with Mox. I will make one other point. If Adam Cole goes to AEW, I see him winning the belt before both of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. I think that's a big that's a that could be a good a big game changer. But we'll see.
1: Maybe maybe max's original opponent for double or nothing was jericho but because you know they were supposed to do the blood and guts instead of stadium stampede and all that so who the hell did jericho fight again you know the stadium stampede oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you're right yes that. that yeah. yeah that could that,
0: that's a possibility yeah or even hager been, i mean it could have been somebody I mean, yeah. I mean, I just don't think it. I don't think it was Brodie Lee originally. I think that match was kind of thrown together, and you know. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, when when I said you know he had his he had to talk for himself and Cage as Taz, um, it, it's just a level. It's just a different level. And Lee Lee's a good worker and he, he can talk, but he's not Taz. And well,
0: no, but
1: having having Taz there adds so much to Cage right now and. Just that promo tonight alone. I mean, it's just... And, and Cage is not a horrible talker. He can talk. Um, can he talk as well as Cross? No. But, maybe he's... I think he's better than Lesnar. Yeah, he's, he's but,
0: probably... From what I've heard from Lashley lately, I'd say he's on par with Lashley. I think Lashley's actually pretty damn good at the mic yeah. when you let him. And I think... You know, I think that's on par. I will say this too, and, and this is one more thing about the Dark Order, real quick. They're, I, I like what they're doing with them, but they need a more established star to steal. Like, I like I, I like Colt's fine. You know, Uso, uh, Uno and Grayson are fine, you know, to be obviously in there. Um, they need somebody else that's going to make a, like, you're going to sit there and be like, oh shit. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, they need one, something like that. Like, I don't know who that would be, but, you know, I'll throw this out here, and you might think I'm crazy, but I think a guy like Scorpio Sky would be one to fucking, you would bet an eye on, be like, like wow, like, someone like that. Or, yeah, somebody that you wouldn't expect to turn to the Dark Order. You know, and be like, okay, this is interesting now. Cause they need that second guy in there. I don't necessarily think Colt's the guy. I think Colt's fine, but, you know, like they tease what Christopher Daniels, yeah, he's not, if this was 10 years ago, 100%. QT Marshall, they teased, right? He's, eh, you know, like they need somebody who is good and, you know, like a top level guy but not bigger than, than Brody Lee. And I think,
1: what would you, what would you think about it? If they did it at Firefest with Scorpio, I was thinking That's about it. I,
0: I honestly, I was thinking about it. Cause I was like, this is interesting. They're doing this match. Maybe it's a, you know, a whole diversion here with, with Cole Cabana. And he's not the one they actually, you know, going after, you know? Yeah. yeah you know, it's, it's possible, or, you know, it's possible. It, um, you know, I, I'll throw you another one out there that's even, or I'll, I'll throw two out there. Darby Allen, if things didn't go down, that's one. Jungle Boy, yeah. Jungle Boy, that's one that will fucking. I think that's one that would that would shake things up a little bit because he'd be like, "Whoa!" Like, and even if we go even one step further, and I know this is even ballsier, I don't think it makes sense. I think he's bigger than Brody Lee, but Hangman. I think I, I think you do someone from the elite you're stirring the fucking pot you know just an idea but i think that's the issue with the dark order They, they need to get somebody else um who's a little bit more big but i could see scorpio man i was thinking about this like you know like this is interesting this match is made now so um the dark order you know i think they just need to like as i said get a new another big name in there and then they'll be set but um yeah that's um all I got for tonight's show. What are your, any, any other thing else you want to throw under, Jay?
1: No, I'm, I'm good. I think we pretty much covered everything. So,
0: yep. And hopefully, uh, next Wednesday is, uh, a lot better than, uh, this Wednesday. So <laughs> that's all I got to say. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I uh- know. On all right. So, um, yeah, we'll be, uh, me and Jay will be back soon. Um, hopefully within the next couple days, we'll have, a, we'll have, a you know, another episode out sooner than later. I know there's a lot of, um, you know, news reports still with, you know, accusations and everything and uh, other, other, you know, topics going on, but like Charlotte and whatnot. So we'll definitely try to hit some of those on the, on the next, uh, next show and and whatnot. So, uh, thanks for listening. Um, I'm C that's Jay and, uh,
1: and the last, and the last three days of the new Japan cup as well. We got to talk about that at some point. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. We'll, 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 we'll try to get that into at some point here also. So, um, all yeah, right. definitely. Uh, we'll we'll be back with you guys soon. Thank you for listening.
1: All right, bye bye.